looking for some new podcasts to listen to? Well, Rat Sound Review Network has plenty of shows to choose from. Like Rat Sound Review, where they discuss the latest rock and metal news, as well as interviews and albums. Album vs. Album, the King Diamond Podcast, with Wayne Noon, Greg Noggle, and sometimes this guy. Smack him a gob! Ralph Vieira is also on our network with the Vieira Vault. There's also Old Man Metal's Musings, where he discusses heavy metal and beer. Music is Life with Lou Mavs. The Right Opinion for Those Who Love Politics. A South Park podcast called Suck My Balls. The Infinite Fringe. A watch-along wrestling show called Beyond Bushido. Extradivarius guitarist, the Timo Tolki podcast. And the great Harry Barnett with I Don't Even Like Podcast and The Laugh Cast. So check out RatSoundReview.com or search RatSoundReview on YouTube, Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. is this broadcast belongs to them and well not the band them them we wouldn't invisible guests we wouldn't dedicate anything to that band them Uh, we will yeah we will dedicate them to king diamond and today's album is them yes sir and speaking of them we have someone from nice. the band. <laughs> it still got the uh, the Who's that? with the Stop the Madness logo. <laughs> First pressing. Look at that. First That's pressing. That's a fan. That's a fan. First pressing. How do you know it's the first pressing? It was uh, because I got it when it came out. I was like one of the first. I was like the first or second person at the store when they opened up when they when they sold it. Well, actually, Greg, well, I got that from you. Is that the first pressing? Yeah, and <laughs> and it's got that stop the madness thing on the back of it too. Yeah. That yeah. that's another way you know it's a first pressing. What was it hot? If you look on the back, it says stop the madness. It's oh yeah, like racers campaign yeah. against drugs or yeah. yeah yeah. Hold that up again. Who you got that signed by? Oh, this. Yeah. This is signed by Palpatino. Hey, Troy. Thanks for the good time. And, and and never forget, wish you all... Whatever. He wrote it in the King Diamond thing, so you can't read it. But cool, anyway. 
Wish you all the best. Alpatino. Oh, Alpatino. Okay. Nice. Alpatino right there. Alpatino, who we tried to get on the show, but he's just too busy. He's very busy. We'll try again. All right. Well, welcome, Troy. I got your album up there. Which one? I don't have any albums. Manor of the Seven Gables. <laughs> oh, that one up there. That, that one up there. And then, then your little EP that you have out. Back in the garden where death sleeps. Yep. Cool. Go up and buy it. All right. So you have to wait for encore. Yeah, we'll have to wait. Yep. All right. Well, this is King Diamond's third album, entitled "Them." Uh, there are a few lineup changes on this album. Michael Denner's gone, and he's replaced by Michael Moon in between uh, uh, Abigail and and this album. And then, well, replaced... what? what Pete Black was saying though is he was more just a touring guitarist, right? Yeah, yeah, he wasn't really in a replacement, a full replacement, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, like you just said, replacing Michael Moon is Pete Black, who will be on uh, this show throughout uh, the whole time we're doing them, conspiracy, and the eye. So you'll see his uh, interview come up here and there, and also. We have Hal Patino on bass, who took over for Timmy Hansen. And I'm not sure when Timmy Hansen left, because I, I kind of forgot to look that up. But was he playing during the tours? you guys remember? Patino was on the Them Tour. And, um... But I'm saying before that. Oh, before that? Yeah. I don't remember. No, I don't think he played the Abigail Tour, but I'm not sure. Don't know. All right, I should look that up. We'll don't forget, that. don't forget, Mickey D's on this too. I just, oh yeah, I was gonna get to that. <laughs> Wait, he was on the last two albums. I no, of course he's on there. He get straight. Yeah, one of the main reasons why it is so good is Mickey true. D. That's true. You just screwed up the flow of my intro. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> talk about the other guys. Well, we talk about them on the other shows. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. This is starting off great. Thanks, Troy. Welcome back. <laughs> this is why I kicked you up the first time. That's right. Vowed for me never to return. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Uh, Timmy Hansen did do the full Abigail <laughs> tour. Oh, he did? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <All right. laughs> He was replaced by Hal when they went in to start doing the Them album. Nice. All right, cool. Does it say why he left? No, no. it does not. But I'm pretty him. sure Pete mentioned it in his interview. Oh, or maybe. Michael. Somebody yeah. did. Yeah. I just can't remember why now, because we've talked to <laughs> so many different people from different eras of the band. Yeah, Troy got really white. Oh, that's, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's that might be racist. You better watch it. I'm sorry. You're back to normal color now. Oh, I was gonna say Troy's getting weaker. His color's draining. Right. All right, copycat. Let's go. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> that's rough, man. It is rough. You're not a copycat. <laughs> okay. I'm only kidding. All right. So anyway, this is a great album, you know. And uh, the only thing I, I'm really down on this album about is the production. 
Anybody agree with me on that one? Agree. Yeah, it is very thin. Very thin, very trebly. There's like no, not much base in it at all. And uh, yeah, and that's that's the one, the only thing that really bothers me about this album. Fortunately, Hal's plane is so strong, you can still pick out the bass parts, but yeah. yeah, it doesn't sound right, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, especially coming from Abigail. I mean, that was such a strong sounding album. This is very thin. And even the next album, Conspiracy, got a little bit better. So, But other than that, great album. So the album starts off with Out From The Asylum. And uh, in the beginning of this, it's uh, Grandma... Uh, comes back from some vacation she was on, uh, and they notice she's in a wheelchair, and you hear all the demons and uh, talking about uh, seeing her coming up in a wheelchair and pretending, you know, that she's got something wrong with her or whatever. Uh, yeah, and they also say uh, she's pretending as always, but she does make a good cup of tea. Can you do that voice, Troy? No, I can't. It was <laughs> to be called a cup. <laughs> And then you got uh, King's mother tells uh, Missy and King to be good to Grandma, and uh, King opens the door, and then it kicks off the first song, "Welcome Home." Yes. Yep. And I, I, and I will also say I like that little music box as uh, part of that intro, but uh, it gets a little old by the time you get to the end of the record. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool though. It sets With... off the album, you know. No, it oh. does. It's great as an opener. I just, um, that's one of the things in a, in a band of excess I wish they used uh, a little more conservatively because <laughs> it's awesome as the opener, but that's one of my only problems with the record is I think he uses that particular effect a little too much. You think so? I don't remember yeah. hearing anywhere else, maybe a, one other spot. It's in two more spots. All right, we'll get to it. All right, All right so welcome home. That song is about uh, King helping his mo- uh, grandmother out of the wheelchair. Shows her around the house. Uh, takes her up to her room up in the attic. Uh, there's no bed in the attic because that's what she requested. Uh, she just wants a rocking chair and a teapot that Missy found. Uh, as King takes Grandma to Missy uh, and his mother, he notices Grandma hasn't said a word. Uh, King asks Grandma how her vacation went and she mentions uh, she had them by her side. King questions who are they? And she snaps at King and says, never mind, you dirty little brat. She then wants to go back inside because she can sense they are in the house and can feel their eyes. The opening drum part of this song is just as recognizable, I think, as Judas Priest Painkiller. Oh, easily. agree with that. Yeah. Definitely. I like it better than the Painkiller intro. Thanks. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. It's cool. It's just like a quick little and then it goes into that. There's a lot of that there's a lot there's a lot of skill in that. A lot of skill in that. Oh yeah. And throughout that whole song, I mean, Mickey D, <laughs> I, I really outshined his his playing on this album. I think this is the best he's ever played. You know. Yeah, I th- I think this album and the next album are the the best performances all these guys have put in. Really. They're, yeah. Two amazing records. I mean, um, you know, I love Fatal Portrait. That's a great album. And then he really furthered what he was doing with Abigail. But this really is like where King Diamond becomes a star, I feel like. 
Yeah. This is where everything fit together perfectly. Yep. You agree, Troy? Yeah, oh, definitely. Especially and, if, you um, saw, if you saw the live show, it's just phenomenal. That's what I was going to bring up, Troy. That that must have been awesome because, you know, um, love Michael Denner, great guitar player, but the uh, the chemistry that Pete and Andy have and the way they trade off must have been awesome to watch live. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, it just I, I saw them live. It was incredible. Yeah. He had the whole setup of the house and everything. Oh, right? my God. The house was just the best. <laughs> the best. Literally. That's awesome. Right. I, be, I bet you they still have that house somewhere. I'm Probably sure. <laughs> sitting in a storage space somewhere. <laughs> you know, he's got this tour coming up, and then you have like the album, his new album coming out sometime in 2020. But then, yet, Merciful Fate is getting back together with a few songs. I'd yeah. like to see how this is all going to really pan out. I'm very, very curious. I'm sitting there with a, a bag of popcorn. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of both bands, but I, I just don't see how how any of that's all feasible because of the amount of time they put they have to put uh, together to, to get a record out and then a tour. And I, I was really counting on him, on King announcing a them tour. Yeah, you know, like a four for yeah. the album them, and you know, cash in, boom. You know, just cash in, but. Maybe I'm kind of surprised he didn't, but yeah. That would have made a lot of money. That would have made more money than the Abigail tour, in my opinion. They would have bought a whole new set, just play just just play the whole album. Forget about it. <laughs> People would be nuts. I would buy anything. Like as a like as a fan, I would buy anything yeah. uh, that that they had on that tour. For, for, you know, as far as mer- merchandise, like merchandise. Oh yeah. And, I but, think I think by the numbers, <coughs> it's still his best selling album ever. Is it really? Yeah. Wow. Well, in the song Welcome Home, there's a lot of uh, weird changes and drum patterns, like as we uh, talked about before. Uh, it's a really fun song to play, because obviously I play drums. I love playing that on drums. Uh, a very catchy song. It's one of King's best vocal performances, I think, especially of an intro song. Yeah. Um, he does a lot of his uh, different styles on this song with his vocals, I think. Um... Great guitar work by Pete Black and Andy, as well as Hal Patino on his bass, uh, you know, hearing him for the first time. And, uh, yeah, just a, a great opening to the album. It sets the tone for the rest of the album. It's just awesome song. No doubt. My favorite song. Yeah. Well, I yeah. Mine one too. of my favorite. Uh, one yeah. of them, yeah. Mansion in Darkness, I think, is my favorite song off of Abigail. Yep. Oh, I was just talking about them, but, uh, yeah. Mansion and them. The uh, the uh, look, I, I'm getting confused. Title when we track. Say, when yeah. we say, yeah, when we talk about this album, <laughs> "Welcome Home" is by far my favorite song. Yeah. And then the Invisible gets. Oh, you can get to that yet. We didn't get to that yet. You guys want to talk more about "Welcome Home"? Sure. Go ahead. That's what we're doing. Um, what's very interesting is the. Uh, you know, this whole concept, I've always I've always been fascinated, obviously, by this whole entire concept. And it's really great, like a great spooky story. Yeah. I've always thought that this album, especially with uh, when you see the video, Welcome Home video, the official video, it could have been a movie. It could have been a horror movie. 
Yeah. 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 It's never, you know, um, a, a screenplay was never transcribed for, for you know, for this story. Um, but that uh, Welcome Home is just, it's just very interesting because it's, it's probably one of his most popular songs ever. Mm-hmm. Um, the title of the song is really, I mean, you know, Grandma, Welcome Home. It's not really emphasized that everybody knows the song as grandma. Right? Oh, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. They know it as that. Like you just yeah. say, welcome home. If you say welcome home, some people might like, they might not really understand what you, what, you know, they might not know that. So right. Then you just say, grandma, you throw up the horns. <laughs> and they know. That's yeah. it. They know what you're talking about. Well, and you, <laughs> you know, um, Kevin Smith even used it in Clerks too. That's the yep. song oh, yeah. Jay and Silent Bob play on the boombox to scare the Mormon kid. Yep. Yep. And Jay <laughs> jumps through the drive-through window. Grandma. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's hysterical. I remember that. That was featured in that movie. That's right. Yeah, that's great. Good stuff. But um, as far as anything else, I mean, he, you know, he really. He starts off the whole entire story, you know, just to, basically all the major characters are pretty much mentioned in, in this song. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah. It's a good, like, overview song of what is going to, you know, what you're going to, what's in store for the, the listeners and reader or viewer. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, some, you know, great, great. One of the best songs. So that's all I really have to say about that. Mm-hmm. About you, Greg. It's a great song. Like um, I really can't add anything to that. I already pretty much talked about what I love about it. <laughs> One of the things too, the uh, there's a uh, the bridge in that song. Uh, you know, Missy and Mother, they're dying to meet you. Yes, yes. One of the most epic bridges in any heavy metal song ever created. Yeah, yeah. Uh, even to this day, I've never seen him been able to replicate it live. King Diamond. I mean, you know, just because it's got, yeah, because you got multiple voices going on, multiple harmonies um, in that part. Yeah. Um, it just, it's epic. And it was just one of those things. Once it, what's, once you got it down on, on, uh, you know, on the recording, mm-hmm. on tape, on tape, because that was tape back then. That was it. They weren't replicating that anymore. Yeah. But it's still, you know, it's pretty close. King doesn't really hit, hit the hot, the highs, but it's still awesome. You know, Guys, he, how old is he? He's like sixty something years old, right? Yeah, he's, he's, he's 60. 62. He's in, 62, 63. Yeah. But so. um, epic song. Everything about it is epic. So yeah, it's it. I mean, it's really <laughs> uh, kind of sums up everything about him in one song perfectly. And yeah. it's catchy as hell, too. <laughs> yeah. That it is. All right. The Invisible Guests. I love the intro of this song. But anyway, uh, to uh, Did tell you the do that again? No. The, uh... <laughs> that was pretty good. It was, right? <laughs> <sighs> okay. The story for this song, The Invisible Guests, uh, King wakes up from his sleep because he hears insane laughing voices coming from his grandma's room up in the attic. Uh, he looks through the keyhole and sees grandma all alone, talking to no one. But he sees cups rising in the air, 
and then emptied all over the floor. The door opens and Grandma invites him in to sit in her chair. She tells him he will forget what he saw, but she will tell him a secret about their house called Amon. And then he has to go to sleep. Another great song. Uh, I really like the opening lead guitars, as you just saw. I did my uh, performance. Uh, again, Mickey D, awesome drum work. I mean, he's done awesome drum work through his whole album. So that's you're gonna hear me say that through every song, basically. Um, and I love that stop thing that he does. He, I can't even describe it. Uh, he does like a stop thing with, with the hi hats, and then he hits the uh, the snare. It's you you know that part in the song. Um, just catchy chorus too. You know, he has a lot of flair. He, he has a lot of yeah, a lot of flair to his playing. Yeah. yeah. I, I took a lot from him, especially uh, when um, they did the live album, the live Abigail album. And in the middle of the album, he has a drum solo. I listened to that thing over and over again, and I, I practiced to that thing. And I, I took a lot of my own playing from, from Mickey. I can't play like that anymore, though. Hmm. Now I suck. <laughs> but when I practice every day, I could do that whole solo. So Mickey is my hero. But back to the Invisible Guests. Another great song. Oh yeah, I lo- I love how uh, you know they just have so many time changes in here with the guitars. It's almost like they occur at the drop of a hat. It's yeah. a very exciting song in that respect. Yeah. But um, they're, they're so fluent with the riffing and they're playing with each other. Andy and Pete, um, it just flows perfectly together. Mm-hmm. Yep. Thank you, Troy. Well, this is another song that's just, I mean, the first three songs are just phenomenal. I mean, yeah, they are. This one is really great, too. Um, There's a lot of different voices that King, you know, he uses his various voices and to to uh, to relay the mood of, Mm -hmm. of what's going on. And conceptually, it's pretty it's it's right there it's dead on it's dead on where you know horror meets metal i mean i love it i just love the whole thing um great fantastic song uh, it's a lot of it's a song that's a lot of fun to sing too i can tell you that <laughs> i really liked singing this one um in my time when i've sung this song <laughs> and the and others it was one of my favorites good song go ahead give us a little piece i did the guitar intro your turn <laughs> My turn? My, your turn, yeah. No. Yeah? <laughs> me, 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 me. He can't do it on command. Look, now he got all shy. I can't. I, <laughs> you'd be surprised what I could do on command. I know. You, you want mean. me to blow out this mic? You want it to. Uh, I got him to do grandma that one time and his daughter came running up the stairs. That was, oh yeah, that's right. I'll put that in the clip. You should. <laughs> I will. I'll skin this night over here. <laughs> but awesome song. It is. It's a great. Fantastic song. Great it song. is. And um, I mean, <clears throat> the, the vocals in the band are uh, truly like sublime right here. Want to give us some? No. 
I can't do that. You sure? Yeah, pretty fucking sure I can't sing like that. I'm not sure of a lot. <laughs> I could I could do a song. This is one of the this song. If you look on YouTube, I've I've done the song with uh, the King Diamond tribute band I was in, and this one was yeah. This one this one uh, objectively I nailed that when we record when we played it live. That one it was like nothing. It was, it was easy. Right. So you're was good. you you guys go look up I'm, I'm them right. It was, it was them, 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 the King Diamond tribute, um, the Invisible Guests. Invisible Guests. Look it up on YouTube before Troy takes it down. <laughs> Actually, right. I didn't put it up, so I can't take it down. All right. You could always flag it. I would have taken it down. No, I'm kidding. Maybe. <laughs> you guys go watch that video, and underneath the comments on this video, you tell us what you think. Ooh. Can, does this guy have the chops? No. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anything else on the invisible guests? No. All right. Yeah. All right. Good. See you next week. <laughs> hey, oh, welcome wow. back. <laughs> what? What? <clears throat> no, I was gonna say it's uh it's got one of my favorite uh, vocal parts from him, actually, ever uh, when he does that. Couldn't believe my eyes line. That sounds really cool. Okay. In my <laughs> yes. 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 Thank you. That's all we're waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> what? That wasn't really my intention behind the scenes. Awesome. It is time for tea this week on Rat Salad. Review. It is time for tea. And I do not have tea in here. I have some kind of juice. How about blood? No oh, blood. Well. I, I, I do have some blood on my legs because I got bit by a few uh, mosquitoes and I <laughs> scratched my leg real hard and it started bleeding. <clears throat> so I do have some blood there. But no teapots around, so I'm safe. That's good. Yeah. Anybody ever just, try that? Just stay out of the haunted attic. You'll be fine. Thankfully, I don't have an attic. So I'm okay. And uh, both my yeah. grandparents, grandmothers are dead, so I don't have to worry about that. Well, clearly, if you uh, read this story, that doesn't really matter. <laughs> oh, that's, that's true, too. Yeah. I forgot about that. You know, I wondered one thing as I'm listening to this album. I wonder, if did he have some kind of issue with his grandmother? Why would you think of making a story about your grandmother? You know? That's a good, that's a good point. Yeah, um, I've never really... I've read a lot of different interviews with him about it and he's just purposely ambiguous on it hmm. maybe if he writes a book or something one day we'll find out maybe well, he also you could also say that he had a problem with santa claus too that's true yeah no presents. no presents no presents classic song is that christmas in denmark uh yeah <laughs> not 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 then no that's not no that's not in what 1987 was it seven? It was six. It, it came out before uh, eighty-five. That oh, 85. came out before Fatal Portrait. Yeah, was oh, it? Before, yeah, yeah. Right. That was like a little stopgap between Merciful Fate and his solo act. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. Hmm. Nice little story there. You have to Shit, save it. What's the B side to that single? I don't even remember. 
I have it. I don't remember though. I don't know. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> that's got nothing to do with this album. <laughs> no, not at all. So, it is time for tea, as you said in the beginning of this episode. Uh, the following Friday, King's grandmother knocked on his door and she wanted to show him the house of Avon. Grandma brings King to her room and King sees his mother sleeping in the rocking chair. Then King sees grandmother has a knife and she cut a tiny little wound in his mother's hand and the blood drips into the teapot. It's time for tea. King hears them laugh and tell stories far, uh, from far beyond the earth. King stayed to listen and learn. Nothing seemed to matter to him at the moment, not even his mother. The song... Oh, I was going on to the other thing. I should have broke this up a little bit better. Well, but, dude, uh, uh, one part you actually missed on the Invisible Guest is the, the reason why he was so comfortable with all this is because he looked deep into his grandmother's eyes at the end of the Invisible Guest, and she put him to a hypnotic trance-like state. So now I'm going to have to fucking edit that and put it in the other episode. It's okay, man. We're back <laughs> up here. We got the knowledge. <laughs> uh, all right. So you, got, you guys take over the lead on this one. I'll go last. I'm tired of telling my stories first. Go ahead, okay. Me? Yeah. Oh, me. Um, well, <laughs> as far as a, uh, a little break in, um, in the, uh, the upbeatness of the, of the first, you know, the first two, right? Um, this one really slowed things down, but it's, it's still, it's very captivating. Um, as far as uh, the whole tea, uh, the, the whole uh, focus is the tea. It's, you know, with blood in it. And it's just creepy. It's just creepy. And, and it's just, it's, you know, it's captivating when you listen to this um, again throughout the whole, throughout all the lyrics. When you when you're reading the lyrics, every time the word them is uh, mentioned, it's all caps, yeah, okay. all caps, all caps. Um, uh, he really, he really, you know, this was definitely one of his top songs uh, out of all the the conceptual albums. You know, um, this is like uh, this is like the sleepless nights on the Mm-hmm. On this, on this yeah. album, yeah. if I can make a comparison, um, but fantastic song, um, you know. Still, all this grandma crazy shit going on. Grandma's a focus throughout the whole thing, really, the main focus. Yeah. But um, yeah, definitely that evil old bitch. <laughs> you know. Oh, the the best the best part was the. Uh, uh, the bridge, the yeah. bridge, mm-hmm. where it says, um, "Where is that?" Um, here in the store, uh, uh, nothing seen this time. For, no, no. Where is that part? Um, uh, but it was uh, no, no. I'll describe the kind of feeling. Yeah, I think this was a really. I really hope this dream will never end. It's hard to describe the kind of feeling that went on in my mind. A paradise. Just yeah. you know, just really classic lyrics. Great lyrics, fantastic, and there's no really. It's not. These are not traditional lyrics. They're not traditional, you know. Um, the structuring. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, there's there's definitely 
you know, uh, as far as the song structure is, that's there, but there's lyrics are all over the place. <laughs> Doesn't seem it's, it's reads more like a, like a story. Right. Yes. Yeah. Lyrics. Mm-hmm. Great song. Yeah. And it's amazing how he, he fit them into a song. Yeah. You know, not, not too many people are good at doing that. You know? No. No. And then, you know, we, uh, what he did, the, the way he writes them, you know, it, it describes it almost perfectly to, you know, put those images into your imagination, too. And yeah. It's amazing how he writes the songs. But uh, I I love the change of pace on this one. It's all, it's almost ballady, but it's no, no less badass. Yeah. Yeah, the intro is really cool with the acoustic, and you got the electric guitar doing, like, that little solo in there. I love yep. the intro to the song. It's really cool. I love the slow stuff. I love I love the uh, the middle part of the song too, where it picks up, you know, for the guitar solo. Yeah, yeah. It's one of my favorite moments <clears throat> on this record, the bridge, and then that guitar solo on T. Yeah, yeah. I just a really good song. Like you said, it's it's a lot like Sleepless Nights. It's got you know slow and then you know picks up a little bit and then goes back to slow. A lot of back and forth stuff. Really good and, song. And. It's a, it's got a a, a a a waltz beat, right? One, two, three, one, you, two, yeah. three. Not a, right. not a traditional uh, four four count, or I mean, in, in a lot of the songs too, they they're very dynamic. There's a lot of different time changes, but in typical heavy metal, it's four four timing most a right. lot of the times. Mm-hmm. But this is you know this is what three four. Yeah, yeah they're so. they're in the chorus, right? Well, uh, really, no, no, no. Uh, no, you don't think so? Uh, wait. No, it's, the whole, it's pretty much the whole song. Yeah. It's the whole song. Verse, the, the bridge, the verse, chorus. Yeah, it's it's 3-4. Mm-hmm. But it's good. You know, it's great. It's awesome. Yeah, it's a nice change of pace. I don't know. You think yeah. we got time for one more? Well, well, I was going to say, no, we're going to have to cut it off to be able to get that set up in time. But one thing I do want to say since you're recording, just in case I forget about this in the future, is um, I meant to say this earlier when we first started, but I was focusing more on the Psalms. One thing I think makes this such a strong album is that, um, how should I describe this? There's this melodic lower register he used a lot in Merciful Fate, kind of like a baritone almost, that he didn't use almost it. I don't think he uses it at all in Fatal Portrait or Abigail, actually. But it comes back on this, and it fits in with his different voices perfectly. It adds a real nice, like, uh, middle bridge, I guess, for him to do a character. Like what songs? Just so I can kind of think what you're talking about. Are you talking about his uh, his... You say baritone. Are you referring to his his whiny voice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I can I leave that in the show? <laughs> I'm gonna end the show with that. <laughs> but you know, it, it sounds real similar to like "Come to the Sabbath" and shit like that. Like, what come, come to the, the Sabbath. Yeah. <laughs> Witches and demons are coming. Just follow the magic. Yeah, 
It's about as high as my voice gets. You know what? You love it or you hate it? I love it. It's fun. I love it too. I love it too. Like multiple personalities going. It's it's pretty cool. I dig it. I'm not making fun of him. Just that's no. It's it's very unique. Right. And, and um, like I, I said, the Michael Denner, you know, it's almost like a Hammer horror movie come to life. Like, I mean, I know, I know a lot of people hear it as hokey, but it's not. It's like a perfect horror musical mesh. It's, and nobody else has ever done it like he does. Mm-mm. I'll tell you, um, there are people that really don't like it. <laughs> I know. I know. They love metal. They love hard rock. Whatever. They can't stand it. But it's like one of the. It's one of those things. You you love it or you or you don't. Yeah. Um, yeah. You you don't you don't love it. Or you don't appreciate it. Then you hate it. <laughs> but uh, honestly, it's. I think it's brilliant. I think it's great. It's great. Yeah, it took me. A, it took me a long time to get used to it. You know, when I first got into it, my friends like listen to this, and then I, I, he gives me the tape, and I'm listening. And I'm like. I just don't. I don't get it. I, I don't like it. The music's cool, but his voice is just too pitchy. During that, during that time period, it was it was very different. Yeah, different than anything else that you know you listen to. And I used to listen to this album, to Abigail. Um, what else did I listen to? The Oath, uh, over and over and over and over again. Um, yeah. And I used to paint jackets, and that you know anything that had King Diamond would just allow me to. I felt. Be more creative because it was different. Nice. It was just different than anything else. It wasn't straight ahead. Nothing was straight ahead. It was like you just didn't know what was going to happen. And I loved that. I, I just really liked that. It was very, very almost in a way like progressive. It's progressive. It's like progressive. Yeah. It is it's progressive. Uh, oh. Yep. Good stuff. All right. Well, see you guys next week. See you next week. Bye. Adios. Welcome to this broadcast belongs to them. We are back. We are up to them. From outer space. What? I just walked <laughs> in to find you here with that sad look upon your face. That's the, that's the wrong album. Wrong band, too. <laughs> Jesus. Well, um, then don't say you're back. <laughs> <laughs> this is part two of them. Uh, on first part, we had uh, Troy Nor. Unfortunately, Troy Nor could not make it for part two. So we invited Ralph to come back and uh, do part two with us. And um, I am so proud to be the second choice, dude. Yeah. Like, well, <laughs> you weren't around. We didn't even know you when we did the first one. We did actually. We did this way before we even started the show. We were just trying to get things ready. So we had, never even knew you back then. But uh, we're glad to have you now. Thank so you. It's all. It's all better now. Um, so since you weren't here for the first half, you want to give us like a little taste of like you know how you. What do you think of the first four songs off this album? Uh, the first three are my favorite tracks on here. Songs, actually. Well, yeah. the first three are my favorite tracks. Uh, I love Welcome Home. It's in order. My favorite is Welcome Home, then Invisible Guest, then T. Is T the third track? Yeah. Is, yeah. Those are my three favorite tracks. My friend had a promo copy of a single for T where it brought a bag of tea. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> I've seen those. Yeah, they look cool. But uh, yeah, you got Welcome Home. I mean, that, that video is insane. You know, it's cool. It it would have been awesome to see a movie made out of this whole thing. But that's the best that one, be. I think. Yeah. The best story to make a movie out of would be Demented as fuck. Make a oh, movie yeah. of them and conspiracy. 
Yeah. All right. So now we will get to mothers getting weaker. Um, it was the last night they would have tea, and King's mother complained about feeling dizzy the night before. She was getting weaker and looked pale day by day. Missy tried to get King to call for help, but King, being in a drugged state, cut the phone cords and left Missy and his, and his mother behind. As King walks away, Missy shouted, I hate you! This, uh, this, this song... Yeah, she is right. Uh, this song picks the album back up for me. Uh, again, Mickey D's drumming's insane. His drumming's insane on this whole album. This album's very progressive, and, and his drumming's really progressive on this album. Especially, you know, even more so than on Abigail and even on um, Fatal Portrait. Um, I like the time changes. Uh, only thing I'm not crazy about in this song is the uh, the chorus and the way King's vocals just seem a bit off in the chorus. I don't know if anybody feels the same way about that. Hmm. Not really, no. I thought he sounded pretty good, actually. I like the chorus for this song. Yeah? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I also really like the guitar solo, too. Right. But, um... Uh, oh, I, I get why he's singing like that. I've just thought of that now. Because um, I guess he's playing the part of his mother, so he would be sounding like he's getting weak, I guess, in a way. That makes sense. Yeah, that, yeah. that would be the point, yes. <laughs> I, I kind of just realized it now. Sorry. I'm sorry. All right. Yeah, I think they put Hence a roofie in her concept tea. Concept album. <laughs> a roofie in her tea. Well, because sometimes I forget. Because like, on the other albums, I mean, he did play the parts, but on this out, al- he started on this album, really getting into different characters with his voice. Yeah. You know, one thing I was curious about, um, and I wasn't really think. Well, I we did the first part of this so long ago. It's hard yeah, for me. We said on the first to, part. So anything uh, we say differently now from the first part. Sorry, <laughs> but I, I but I was looking at the album and um, I didn't see a, a woman credited at all for no. the mother's voice on the first track. At, but that doesn't sound like King. That no, that's really definitely sounds. a woman. Yeah, and she sounds hot. Yeah, yeah, she does. <laughs> I meant to look it up to see if there was anything written on who the hell could have possibly been. Maybe it was his she girlfriend at the time or something, probably. She sounds like she'd be one of them hot chicks in like a slasher movie, like the fucking stepfather where the serial <laughs> killer swoops in. And... Um, I love the music for the most part of the song, but there's a few things like the, the um, that breakdown in the middle part. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not too crazy about that, but uh, this is probably my least favorite on the album. I like the verse parts in the song the most, of the, you know, besides that chorus. So... It's okay. Uh, it's, the songs are right. Well, I do remember uh, they did not play this on the Them tour. Really? Yeah. Doesn't this... sound like it would translate to being played live very well. I do remember they did. They did a lot of this album, but this one and another one coming up, they didn't play live. Hmm. Yeah, I, I could see why. It's a little bit. Uh, it's a little odd. Got a lot of time signature things going on in there. Well, I mean, a little hard to play. Well, I'm also talking about the show I saw. Who knows on other shows, you know? Oh, interesting. I watched uh, part of one earlier where they kicked the show off with uh, three songs from them in a row. They did Welcome Home, The Invisible Guest, and then Twilight Symphony, which I thought was kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's a, they'd leave, but it uh, sounded really good. Yeah. All right, so what do you guys think about this song? Greg? It's Okay. It furthers a story. I uh, I don't like that breakdown part in the middle either, though. Mm. This is the first song where I don't love everything about it on the record, but it's still good. 
and the solo is pretty ripping. So, yeah. Ralph. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's not one of my favorites on here, but I don't dislike it at all. Mm-hmm. But I think it's uh, kind of like this is a song that's kind of a necessity to keep the the, the story going. Yeah. Uh, maybe they didn't put enough, and or they may have overthought it with that middle section. Yeah. Uh, let's just put something bizarre here. You know? <laughs> but um, but I dig it. You know, it's uh, yeah, it's I never really thought about what's my least favorite, but it may be this one. Yeah. You know, now I think about it, but I like it. I still like it. Yeah, it's not yeah. terrible. Uh, next comes Bye Bye Missy. Uh, tea time Monday night, King was passing time when he saw his mother swaying up the stairs, and he knew Grandma had sent them again. Grandma opens the door to see Missy, who was crying when she saw her mother sitting in the rocking chair, yelling, What have you done to Ma? <laughs> That's pretty good, Wayne. <laughs> That's pretty good, right? Uh, gra- <laughs> Grandma decided uh, they had to get rid of Missy. Uh, Grandma grabs Missy and she struggles to break free. Missy threatens to break the teapot and she does it anyway. King sees tea all over the floor and hears their voices growling. She broke Amon. Oh, wait. Uh, hears their voices growling. Uh, she broke Amon and die. Uh, they drop the teacups. Uh, forced by invisible hands, Grandma pushes Missy down the stairs as King waves goodbye. Uh, they talk about Missy to the fire. No, they talk about taking Missy to the fireplace in the kitchen. I really like the story to this. I mean, it's pretty messed up, you know, what happens to Missy at the end of this. But um, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is another, another song. It's not 100% my favorite, but there are some cool parts in here. Uh, the music I like. Uh, I like the slowdown part in the chorus. Um, the part where the music really changes when Missy is fighting with Grandma. That's a really cool part. And the tea spills on the floor, and it's got that those weird, uh, you know, growling voices and things going on in the background. Those are pretty cool. Um, that whole section, uh, just, you know, just, it's cool. I, I just like that whole section there. That's my favorite part of the whole song. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I like, uh, whatever you thought, whatever you thought to my mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. And, uh, you know, they mentioned they're going to throw her in a fireplace, but they ended up throwing down the stairs. Right, yeah. Uh, what's what's with King and throwing people down the stairs? I don't know. I wonder if he was pushed down the stairs when he was younger. You know, I have a theory that, you know, you remember that glam band Poison? Yeah. Uh, I, so. I, I, have a theory, <laughs> I have a theory that every time C.C. DeVille recorded a guitar solo, he did it while they threw him down a flight of stairs. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it. <laughs> And if you guys remember Poison, I, please comment in the comment section. Yeah, there you go. Poison reference. Uh, <laughs> the, <laughs> the best part about Poison was when they played the VMAs in 93 and they were supposed to do Unskinny Bop and he just runs out all fucking coked up and starts playing Talk Dirty to me. Yeah. And the whole oh, band just kind of turns at the same time and looks <laughs> at him. <laughs> And he had his big poofy red hair and shit. And his eyes are fucking huge. Yeah! Uh, I, I, I could be wrong, but I think they fired him right after that performance. <laughs> you know? Terrible. Hit the road, Cece. <laughs> Greg? I really like this song. I think Mickey D uh, really shines on this. This is some of my favorite drumming he does on the record outside of the opening three tracks, actually. 
Um, even though I still like Mother's getting weaker, I feel like the record picks back up with this part. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, uh, the, the, the interplay between Pete Black and Andy LaRock on this is really cool, too. And uh, what have you done to my back? You know, that's... That's definitely the silly King vocal highlight of the album. There. Yeah. I don't know. This, and, this um, one coming up. <laughs> I really, I really like the chorus to this song too. It's very ethereal. Feels very ghost story. Like it's very effective. Yeah. yeah. It's good stuff. I think King hits like the most highs on any album. Uh, on this one? Them. Them. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. was thinking about that earlier, and I re- I think you're right, Ralph. I really think he does on this record. Yeah, he does a lot of the highs like throughout this album. More than other albums. Mm-hmm. Or does it sound like that because the album has such a strange mix? Probably. Like it's, it's very thin. Mm, possibly. I could see that, yeah. Mm. I'm uh, uh, and and it's not a curse. I am blessed. With not knowing what bad production is, and the reason <laughs> I say I'm blessed is because I get to enjoy albums more than because yeah. I always hear like albums I think are fine. I always hear people saying, "Oh, the drums are buried or the vocals." I'm like, I don't hear none of it. I guess you know, it's a blessing. Yeah. I get to enjoy it more, you know, because a yeah. lot of people do say I've heard this said about them a lot yeah. actually. Yeah, I, oh, I the hear mix it too. Is terrible. It's just oh, the the songs are good, but they're terrible. And I'm like. The, the sound is terrible. I'm like, well, I guess I like it more because the sound sounds fine to me. But I know, believe me, there's only two albums in existence that I think the production's bad and I still like it. Mm-hmm. Blizzard of Oz. Ozzy, I think, if you compare it to Bl- Diary of Madman, it's night and day. And Hotter Than Hell from Kiss, I think, benefits from it sounding like it was recorded in a tunnel. Because it's, so, <laughs> it's such a, a bad production, but the songs are so... Dark and heavy kind of right. works, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that stuff's fine. But I think that's with, the with, only time I notice production yeah. things. Yeah, but it, I think it is with with them. Like Abigail had a lot of reverb, and I, it might have been like a little bassy as well. And then when you put them on, it's just very thin. It just sounds very flat, and you feel like you have to like crank the bass up on your stereo or whatever you're listening to it on. To I will say this: um, I've never owned them on vinyl. I've always had it on CD. I recently, well, not recently, like a couple, I don't know, four or five years ago, I bought it, some reissue. And that, I will tell you, man, you crank that shit all the way up, it's not that loud on vinyl. I put on the CD afterwards, and it's fine. Mm. But vinyl, you know, and and I'm sure you guys are aware of this, they're releasing them all again. Yes. You know? Actually, oh, it's back there. I just bought the uh, Abigail Live one because that's the only record i didn't have of it i have the cd so i had to get that one so i was thinking about getting the other ones because they're kind of cool they're all colored versions now oh are they yeah i might get them you know because i i don't know or and the merciful fate ones the early ones because i i think the other ones sound fine you know the other remasters you know what it is i i don't like about those is the the way they change the album because i was watching one of your videos and i saw you were going through them because you have some of the remastered vinyls and uh, they changed the back of uh don't i hate it i hate hate it i hate it and uh melissa too melissa's just king on the back i love that picture of king with the cross on the altar yeah smoke it's like what the fuck you know and coming out of the castle uh, yeah. On the back of don't don't break the oath. It's, yeah, those I might want, might get again because I'm such a fate fanatic. But 
as far as like, you know, shit like, you know, the eye and uh, a spider's lullaby. I think they sound fantastic on vinyl. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think I got the remastered one on vinyl. But the only other one I need now is um, uh, the vampire one, uh, Return the Vampire and um, In the Beginning. Right. So I have every other one. Nice. So those I'll probably get. Uh, next, A Broken Spell. King stumbles outside and started to feel his mind fight for control. He realized the power was way less outside, especially with the teapot broken. King looks through the cellar window and sees uh, things them searching. Oh, sorry, my phone here. Uh, sees things, sees them searching for something, and they found an axe which they threw through the cellar door and up the kitchen stairs. And King passes out. Boy, they got a good arm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when he woke, he saw smoke coming from the chimney and realized they have burned Missy to death. When the spell finally broke, King went back to the attic to see if Grandma was still there. Uh, my favorite part of this whole song is where the song breaks down to that acoustic section. Yeah. And he starts, you know, talking about how Missy, you know, he saw them smoking everything from Missy. I think that's that's really cool. That's my favorite part of the whole song. Um, yeah, I, I, that's my favorite part of the whole song. Otherwise, this song I could take or leave this one too, in a way. Yeah, uh, that's I, the best. Oh, yeah. sorry, go ahead, Ralph. No, um, you can go. Go ahead. Okay, that's the best part of the song. I th- this one's just kind of there for me. It just kind of furthers the story. Not really crazy about it outside of that one part. I mean, it's okay. Doesn't make you want to turn it off, but there's nothing really special about this one. Yeah, so I, I think. I, go, ahead. go ahead. Okay. I like the beginning. It sounds kind of snotty. You know, I stumble out of him. You know that part is kind of oh, snotty. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah. then it just kind of downgrades, and right. I agree. Like it picks up during that acoustic piece. It's I, which is my favorite part as well. And I do like the very end where he goes, "Oh, I hate that yeah. bitch." You know, <laughs> I, I like I, those three little parts. You know. Yeah, that's funny. Greg doesn't like it though. No, <laughs> that, that 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 one was a little too goofy for me. It's it's laughable in a bad way. (laughs) (laughs) I can live with it because, you know, he's in character as a kid, but uh, I I feel that could have been executed better. (laughs) (laughs) There's one on a later album. I'm not even going to tell you which album is because when we get to it, you'll you'll hear it because I listened to it not too long ago, a few weeks ago, and uh, I heard him do it. And I, I couldn't stop laughing. I was at work, and I was just started hysterically laughing while I'm working. And people probably looking at me, why is he laughing? But just to hear him do these sounds, it just sounds so cartoonic. It, it, it's just weird, very weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't think this was that car- cartoonish. I, I like this one when he says that. Uh, where did I leave off? Uh, now we're on the accusation the, chair. Ac- accusation chair. Uh, Grandma oh, was. Wait, but before we go to the next song. If they do make this into the movie, coolest part would definitely be the floating axe chopping Missy to bits. Yeah. And then just seeing the invisible hands throw her into the fireplace. <laughs> Accusation chair. Grandma was waiting for King and told him not to be a fool. Her eyes stared right into his brain and he convinced her he was fine. She believed everything he said and she asked King to bring her outside. Outside, she was unprotected by them so he grabbed a cane and tells her she will pay for her deeds and her sick mind has come to an end. Grandma died and they were waiting for King to come back in, in the house. 
but just ran away and in the woods where he fainted and dreamt he was one of them and he could hear the, their voices. Uh, this song picks back up for me because like we were just talking, I think the album dips a little bit after like the third, uh, the fourth song, after a T. It kind of just gets like kind of, you know, songs are good, but they're just they kind of lose it for me. But uh, this one picks it back up. Uh, it's a little bit more straightforward than the others have been. Uh, but the lyrics go very well with the music. Uh, another great part is in the middle uh, where it's got that like Twilight Zone kind of sound thing. And he tells yeah. everything to stop it and all those yeah. voices stop. And then that drum comes back in with the, the marching drum sound. And uh, that's my favorite part of the whole song. It's, it's awesome. But uh, this song's great, you know. It's a good uh, It's a good thing where the, uh, the Kim comes back with his uh, deep voice and all that those creepy sounds that he does or whatever. That's cool. I mean, I don't know how he had this idea to make all these weird demon sounds, you know? Well, because, you know, they're demons. I, I so. know, I know that, but, you know. Like, <laughs> just... It would make sense to do something to differentiate sense. them. As far as using his own voice, I mean. That's what I, I mean. Like, you know, he's, he's the one doing all these voices. Yeah, except for the, the mother in the beginning. I mean, you know. I, I'd like to think he did it to challenge himself and his development as a vocalist since the concept album was something he always wanted to do, but it could be a money thing. I mean, they were just on Roadrunner. You know, I I know Abigail was popular, but I don't think he had really broken big solo yet until they did this one and then Conspiracy. So yeah. might not have been able to afford voice actors. Might not have been. Uh, Ralph, accusation chair. Uh, this is my favorite after T. Um, really? I I love this song. I've always loved it. I loved how King does a voice I've never heard him do before. That you know, uh, nowhere to hide. I've never heard him sound like that before. No, Grandma yeah. had died. I thought just the tone of that voice is so cool that it, I wish he would do that more. It yeah. just sounds so cool and evil and. And, and cool. It's like, you know, a, a zombie Fonzie. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it just sounds so fucking cool the way yeah. he does it. And also the lyrics, you know, it's all brutal. How, you know, he kills the grandma and pulls the cane out away from her. And it gets pretty brutal. This may be the most brutal lyrically song on here. Where yeah. it gets like, yeah. you know, really like, you know, murderous and, and crazy. And uh, musically, phenomenal. This is a song that that uh you know it sticks out man it does stick yeah. out and i understand what you said you know it, it picks up after this i mean yeah i guess you know as much as i like the songs between t and this you know this is my favorite one after t because i think it's so, so strong yeah. and then you know songs after aren't that strong though even though i still like them but i think this one is just as strong as the first three so yeah. and i love it i love this song one of my favorites yeah greg yeah, I love it. It's a great song. Like Ralph was saying, it's definitely the next best one after the first three. And then I like Twilight Symphony again after this. But uh, well, this is acoustic. Yeah, yeah. This probably has my favorite Pete Black solo. Well, that's that's hard to say because I love the first three songs so much. But this definitely has the same energy as the first three songs do. Yeah. It's a fucking ripper. Yeah. Yep. Yes, it is. Uh, then we have them, the acoustic song. Not really much to say about this one. It's an acoustic one with some demons laughing in the background. Uh, a little music box. 
That's I think cool. it's really effective, especially after, oh, yeah. you know, he just beat his grandma to death. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> little little all, insane uh, peace of mind. Right. I think it's very, very welcomed because yeah. um, it gives a little light and shade to the album. And, you know, with all this brutality going through it, and all of a sudden there's a little beautiful piece, but it's it's a beautiful piece that, you know, it's like a horror movie because, you know, in the midst of all this beauty, you hear, bing! Man. You know, it's like, <laughs> bing! <laughs> <laughs> it's just to freak you out a bit. But it's still beautifully constructed. And the only thing that I would complain about this song is why the fuck would they put this on Dark Sides? You know? Like, yeah, it's like, why? Why would you do that? You know, it's kind of pointless. You know, why? Why we? Because, correct me if I'm wrong. Oh no, I think Halloween's on Dark Side, right? Uh, I think Halloween is. Yeah, I mean, but that would be the only one that's not like a B side. I think. Yeah. I gotta go look again. Yeah, but look. for them to be on there, it's like, dude, put Invisible Guest or something else. You know, I mean, why this? Out of all the songs on here. Right. It just makes no sense to me. It's not supposed... It's really not... It's supposed to... It belongs to them like this network. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's, 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 it's just a bridge. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. It was Halloween, them, uh, no presents for Christmas, shrine, the lake, and phone call. See? None of those are... They're all... Yeah. They're all bonus tracks, except for Halloween. No, no presents for Christmas is, you know, not technically a bonus track, but it was a single. Right. Well, you know, non-album album. single, yeah. Was it? Yeah, you know, so. keep them off there, you know, or maybe there was a maybe there was like a time reason because everything's like uh, three songs are like four, no, four songs are four minutes long, well, and then the other it. two are like send yeah. Andy in there and do a little doodle on the acoustic and throw that in there. <laughs> Call I think they would have yeah. something. Dark side, dark side reprise or some shit. Dark side reprise. Them part. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Twilight Symphony. Uh, morning came, and so did the police. Uh, King waiting in an ambulance for Doctor Lando to Landau to return to tell him why they had taken him away. Uh, King was glad of what he did because he could have been the next in line. No one found any traces of Missy, but King wouldn't tell them anyway because he could never explain it. Grandma was dead with an open uh, wound in her neck, but again, King couldn't explain because they would blame it all on him. Uh, Dr. Landau returns, shouting at the king, and before he could explain, the doctor sends King away, stating the boy has lost his mind. Time passes, and King is back on the outside. King hasn't seen his mother since he, has take, he, since he has been taken away, and now must leave for the old house. Um, probably my second favorite, uh, second favorite song on this album. Uh, I just like how King's vocals make it sound when he's going crazy. Uh, the song itself, the verses and the chorus is catchy. Some really cool bass lines in the middle of the song uh, when Mickey D does the, the drum fill. And uh, it's a great ending to an album. It's a little strange ending to an album because it sounds like it, uh, there should be like maybe one more song after this. But it's still, it's, it's an awesome song. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, I love, you know, this album like ends really great because, you know, again, I don't like saying these songs are bad. Between yeah. T and Accusation Chair, I do like them, but I think how from Accusation Chair to the end is like, you know, it's it a comes strong, back. strong bookends right. is yeah. what I'm trying to say. This album has a really strong bookend, and uh, this song is awesome, man. I love, uh, 
you know, again, King does that little, uh, that little weird cha- uh, voice where he goes, Grandma was dead with an open yes. neck. You know, it's yes. kind of like, it's still cool. You know, it's atmospheric and it's, I love it. Twilight Symphony rules. It's a great song, great way to end the album. Because it does end the album. The next thing is not really a song. Right, no. No, I, I would cut Coming Home from the record if it was my personal decision. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, the uh, Twilight Symphony is awesome. I love this song. Everything it's easily just as strong as Welcome Home. Just a great ender. Yeah, yeah, it's got a really cool chorus. I like the chorus a lot. Yeah, well, everything home, just about a spoken it is word, yeah. really. Yeah, yeah everything's cool. Um, coming home, last song. Uh, not even a song. It's just like a. I don't know, what do you call this? Like a act or spoken, word. a spoken, spoken word, spoken word kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, the phone rings. It's this is fucking. It's hilarious, really. <laughs> you know, if, if thank God this isn't a true story. Uh, the phone rings and Grandma is on the other line. She says she saw him from the window in the attic, and they are all waiting for him upstairs. Even Missy and Grandpa. Uh, she bets he's dying for a good cup of tea, and then the door locks behind him. Yeah, it's, not, yeah it's just kind of like a. It's know, it's it's it, it's it's like a Roger Corman ad for part <laughs> two of a movie is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did, did he do Death Race two thousand? Yes, he did. I watched that last night. I have the Blu-ray. I haven't seen it in years. What a great movie! It, it really did help. Movie. It held up so well. A close personal friend of mine. <laughs> love, love David Carradine. I love how Sylvester Sloan punches a chick. Yeah, <laughs> Machine Gun Joe. Machine Gun Terbo. Hey, we love you, Frankenstein. Another movie I, like I haven't he, seen. Oh, I man. love when he runs over the doctors and the nurses instead of the elderly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they didn't see that one coming. Nurses brought out all the wheelchairs and. I like I like when uh, uh, Sylvester Stallone first shows up, and everybody's yelling for Frankenstein. He gets pissed off, takes out a machine gun, and kills everybody. <laughs> you want Frankenstein? You want Frankenstein? He does a ramble on him. Yeah. All right, let's get back to them. I'll have to watch it. Uh, what do you yeah. think of the? Um, yeah, I have to. Uh, there's a bonus track, phone call. What do you guys think of phone call? I would like to send you something that. You two will not get, but believe me, anybody out there that speaks Spanish will laugh because I covered it. <laughs> I covered that song with my friend, and he played Grandma, and I played King Diamond, but in Spanish. <laughs> with the phone ringing, the whole atmosphere. There's a compilation okay. CD that came out of all Florida bands, and both my bands were on it, but then... Uh, the guy that did it, we were just talking one day and we we, we would sometimes sing songs in Spanish because they sound funny in Spanish. Yeah. And we did King Don, uh, phone call in Spanish. And dude, let's record it. And we put it on this compilation CD. So I, <laughs> remind me, I'll send it to you. Maybe you can tack it on here. Believe me. I will definitely Spanish, tack that on the show. Any Spanish speaking person will laugh their ass off. And, you know, we don't go line for line. Right. You know, we say like some bad words in Spanish during it. You know, and and you know, I also say in Spanish like it's happening again. You know, it's fucking hilarious. 
Yeah, I'll send it to you. The Spanish version of phone call. <laughs> Whoever would cover that? Yeah, right. <laughs> Just remind awesome. me. I'll send it your way. I will not let you forget that because that'll be a great ending to the show. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right. So thank you very much for joining us on this episode. And you will be back for Conspiracy. All right. Right on. I like that one. That one's even fucking heavier. Yeah. I think so, heaviest, too. It's one of his yeah. heaviest albums. Yeah, I think it's so. Fucking awesome! I love it. The, the production and, and, a lot better too. Is yeah, it? and the tour know. also features <laughs> probably my favorite ending he's ever had to a King Diamond show. You saw it going into the lit coffin. No, I was like I three. Oh, I've seen <laughs> videos of it. Yeah, me too. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. It didn't come here. But yeah. dude, they did. Nuns have no fun in the encores. How cool is that? Oh wow! Yeah, I was like, what? Yeah, you know, yeah that's I, on. That's on the VHS I have. It's yeah. awesome. We may have the same. It's a single camera bootleg. From Houston? I believe so, yes. Yep, yeah. Same show. <laughs> we'll, talk about the, we'll talk about the near-death experience when we, on the conspiracy, Ooh. what happened on stage. King almost got killed. Uh, no, if no. you guys haven't heard that story. No, I have not. And Save that for the next show. That'd I will. Yeah. You want to listen to this story? It's fucking insane. Foreshadowing. <laughs> There's never been any like mishaps or, or anything on YouTube of King Diamond that I know of. Oh yeah, this is, he almost got killed. I'll, I'll explain. Oh my god! All right, well, please tune, tune in for that one. Don't forget to tune in for that episode. And uh, Ralph, let everybody know where they can listen to you. Um, can I just put that all aside? Instead of plugging shit because of this quarantine, anybody yeah. watching out there that's female yeah. that lives in Florida, I need to get laid really bad. That's my plug. All right. Where okay. can they contact you? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Ralph here on Facebook. What's your address so they could just come to your door? Uh, yeah, right. I won't, I won't say that. Here. No fat chicks. <laughs> well, it depends what they do. All right. <laughs> hey, man, it's been a while for me, dude. I don't care what you like. Do you, you like, get back to, oh, do you yeah. like cake? Yeah. All I want Do you is like a... my ass? Yeah. <laughs> do you want to eat cake off my ass? Getting really what bad. kind of cake? <laughs> you want to toss my cake? <laughs> hey, man, as long as she's got a pulse and no penis, I'm down. I'm missing this whole thing. <laughs> yeah, no, no, nobody needs the crying game. No, no, not me. Even though I admit, man, there's my thing went that, to a... there's trannies that'll fool me, man. These days, I'm like, man, that's hot. Sure. That's a dude. Holy shit, I feel gay. Oh <laughs> yeah, hey, some of them look really good, but yeah. I'm not into dudes. <laughs> no, me neither. It just ruins it. Still, I, miss... I gotta, I gotta say, I, miss... I gotta be honest. I missed the whole thing where you guys said because uh, something happened to Skype here. Well, Everybody's blurred. It was gold, right, Greg? Yeah, <laughs> that was but awesome. That... I hope it's safe. Uh, anyway, but please, everybody, go check out uh, Pete Black. All right? We will be back next week. See you. Bye. All right. Well, we are here with uh, Pete Black, who was formerly in King Diamond for the Them, Conspiracy, and the I albums. How's it going, Pete? It's going pretty good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, what have you been up to lately? Well, uh, music-wise, you mean? Yeah, music-wise. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, I haven't done anything actually for many years. The last thing I did was uh, my Disaster Peace oh, album. Really? And, um, uh, yeah, I mean, actually, I've, I've been just a, a couple of last five, six years since uh, King went on the road when he, after his operation, he called me up and asked me if I wanted to be, you know, stand, stand by, stand in if something happens, you know, to, to uh, any members, you know, doing touring and stuff so I can, you know, jump in. Wow. And that's what I've been doing music-wise. I just, you know, I, I get the set list every, every tour. And, really? um, you know, I go through the set list and um, just being ready if anything happens. Oh, wow. So I guess that's why uh, a few, I think maybe a week or so ago, you you posted a picture with him in, in one of the backstage uh, areas. Uh, yeah, 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 exactly. That was from um, Stockholm. Okay. Yeah. So wow. um, usually when I, if I'm in, if I'm around, you know, in that area, uh, because I travel a lot right now. I'm in the U.S. and and if I'm, you know, around when they tour, I usually go see the guys, of course. I mean, we're still friends, and uh, me and Andy, we still, you know, we, we talk now and then, so. Yeah, well, that's cool. That's natural. Do you have any um, any parts in, like, the new album or anything, or just, uh, you just want you for life stuff? I wish I had. <laughs> <laughs> No, I no, I don't. They they haven't mm-hmm. asked me. No, uh, okay. actually, you know, I um, I asked King. I think it was like maybe six years ago or something. I I asked him to if I could come back in the band if we could do something, you know, like get together again. But uh, he didn't respond. Oh wow! I guess you got your answer. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So I, I thought it would be cool cool thing to to uh you know get back and i i know you know that that thing we did back then was was uh, pretty i think um you know there's there's a lot of fans that probably would see see some of that shit again oh yeah yeah people talk about that all the time uh, there's a, a king diamond merciful fate group on facebook and they always you know bring back the them album and how great uh you know your work was on it and just how much people love that album. Yeah. Yeah, I just I just spoke to to a guy here the other day and and uh, uh in the same um we were talking about that and I said it's chemistry, you know. Like yeah. uh, me and Andy, we we had some really, you know, cool stuff going. It, you know, it's it's unfortunately you didn't realize it back then right. how good it really was. <laughs> you, <laughs> now we have a couple of years to look back and and you can you can uh, you have uh, you know distance yourself to it you can see you know i mean some of the trade-offs that me and andy did that was just pure chemistry right. um it just happens you know nothing planned you know and and uh, you know like led zeppelin without john bond i mean it's no led zeppelin you know i mean yeah. same thing right so yeah. no yeah yeah a lot of chemistry back then now we um we left off with Michael Denner uh after he left the band and then Michael Moon joined for a little while and you replaced Michael Moon. 
Yeah, but Mike Moon, he was only in for, for touring. He didn't right. do any records. Yeah, 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 yeah. So where where did um, where did King find you? Like where what was your what, what did you start doing before you were in King Diamond? Do you want the real story, the true story? Yeah, of course. Yes. No, give me a fake story. Yeah, because um, <laughs> I I, I, I would there's... like I was going to say I know there's a there's an album in there by Geisha though that uh, I actually have uh, Phantasmagoria. Yeah, yeah. I give you the short. The short. By the way, how much time do we have here? Should I do short versions or? Uh, we have detail? as much much time as you want. We're okay. on your time. Yes. Okay. So this there's hardly no one that knows uh, the true story, but uh, because of course, since I'm not in the band anymore, no one no one uh, likes to 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 tell uh, that story, but. Uh, this is this is how it actually began. It was actually me, Mickey D, and Michael Denner. Um, me and Mickey, we had a band like you said, Geisha, mm-hmm. and um, uh, in '83 we moved down from Gothenburg to uh, Copenhagen, mm-hmm. and the singer in Geisha was Jens, which was the original singer in Brack. And Brett okay. was actually, you know, pre-Merciful Fate, like, right, you know, yeah. the, the, the embryo of Merciful Fate, because right. Jens was actually still in the band playing bass when King joined. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah, they, I think they didn't get along or something, but uh, anyway, so, 83, we moved down to Copenhagen uh, because... Um, that we had a manager, and you know he's gonna get us a record deal, blah blah blah. Back then, there were hardly right. any any metal bands around. I mean, Denmark it was, it was I think it was Merciful Fate, you know, uh, Lars Ulrich, of course, the connection mm. to Denmark. Another band called Artillery, and yep, I think yep. Pretty Mate just recently started, uh, okay. you know, but uh, there was hardly no metal. So. Huh. Since we were, uh, you know, the band uh, moving down and, and uh, Jens were friends with Denners, we started hanging out. And this was when, when uh, uh, before they split up. So me and Michael Denner and Nikki, we hung out a lot. And what happened was they came back from the Merciful Fate tour in 84. Um, and we were hanging in uh, Michael Denner's apartment watching... Swedish uh, hockey, you know, we wanted to follow the the world championship in hockey mm-hmm. because back then Dan- Denmark they could pick up Swedish television signal, you know this was way before c- cable TV and all that <laughs> so, so, so D- Michael Danner had one of those apartments that could pick up the Swedish channel so we were hanging out, you know uh, watching hockey and uh, then all of a sudden, Michael turns to me and Mickey said, he's like, yeah, uh, Merciful Fate broke up. And we were going like, what? Wow. Yeah, it broke up. And me and King want you two guys to be part of a new super band that we're going to form. And uh, I was going like, mm, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, that was my kind of, you know, uh, you know baby. Right. And... Uh, 
so um, anyway, I, and I didn't take it seriously. But when we went back home that night, Mika said, "I'm, I'm, I'm freaking, I'm gonna, I'm thinking about it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna join." He said, and I was like, "Are you crazy? I mean, you know, we have this band going, blah blah blah." He said, "Yeah, but you know, Mercy Fate, they're you know, a kind of you know underground coming upcoming band, and you know they have a U.S. tour and all that." So. Actually, me and Mickey, we were the original King Diamond members, but unfortunately, or whatever, I said no. So I turned it down, and I said, okay, you know, whatever, good luck. Mickey joined, and I said to to uh, Michael and King, uh, I, I know a guy that probably could fit, you know, as a guitarist instead of me. I had a friend, he was hardcore Mercer Fate fan, mm. uh, which I was not back then, and... Sure. Um, so I fixed him the gig, but he got fired after two weeks because he, well, you know, some guys can't cope when they, you know, are close to, to success or, you know, fame. So yeah. he, he, uh, he didn't behave. Anyway, he got fired mm-hmm. after two weeks. So uh, I told Mickey, you know, uh, what about Andy? He can replace him, you know. So sure. So I actually kind of, you know, in, in in terms recommended Andy to to be the guitarist in King Diamond. Oh wow! So Andy joined. Cool. They recorded Fatal Portrait, and um, when Michael Denner, when they came back after, let me see, I'm right here. No, it's got to be, yeah. So after Abigail, they recorded Abigail. Denner didn't want to tour. He was yeah. tired of touring, yeah. and they asked me to join. And uh, unfortunately, I just had um, uh, the drummer from Europe joining my band, and we had a deal going. So I said no again the second time. Wow. I said, no, I'm sorry, I can't do it. So Michael Moon jumped in, did that U.S. tour. They came back again, and he got fired. And um, I met King at the party at the, at the New Year's party i think it was hmm. and uh we we you know we chit chatted a little bit and and it was only him mickey and king in the band because timmy couldn't tour because he had a kid so he kind of left the band denner was out michael Moore was fired so i said to king okay king this is uh this is it why don't we do what we should have done from the beginning Uh, you know, and, you know, I can join the band. And day after, on the way home, um, because we were driving from Copenhagen to Gothenburg, you can drive by car. Uh, It's not that far. Uh, Me and Mickey uh, and Andy were talking in the car, and King had probably called them up and said, hey, you got to, you know, see if Pete, you know, was serious about Mm -hmm. (laughs) joining the band. (laughs) And I said, okay, I'm in. Let's do it. Uh, and I had one request. I want my bass player, Hal, to be the bass player. Uh-huh. Yeah. So and there you have it, the whole story. So, so that's where Hal came from, wow. too. Nice. Yeah. So Hal was my bass player uh, in Geisha. He replaced the old bass player, and he was he was in Geisha for maybe a year or so. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's a cool story. I don't think we didn't hear nothing like that from Michael Denner. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool. 
So uh, yeah. when you yeah, so third time's the charm, I guess, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, you can't. It's neurotic. You can't go back and change what you've done. You know, I mean, but yeah. uh, of course, I regret. You know, yeah. one number one, I regret that I didn't join from the beginning. Of course, what could have happened? But number two, I also regret that I left the band yeah. back in in, in the nineties. I didn't have to leave the band. I could have done, you know, whatever. But, you know, when you're, I wouldn't say young, but back then you didn't think the way I'm thinking now. And, and um, well, that's how it is. Yeah. So you can't change history. Yeah. So were you into um, King's, like, uh, writing styles and stuff like that with, like, the satanic kind of writing and lyrics and things like that? Not really satanic, but I was, I I'm myself was interested in the occult, you know, when I was a kid, kind of, you know, I grew up with the Richard Blackmore and, mm. and, and, um, but I wasn't like King, you know, I wasn't yeah. like a believer, you know, yeah. uh, and, um, and back in the, in, in the days in King Diamond, uh, it's, it's kind of, King has always been king, you know. I mean, mm. uh, the band has his name, right? And and we, the band, so to say, we were more like, you know, we were into, you know, music. We loved, you know, the the music style. We never ever uh, kind of got involved in King stuff. King did did his thing, and 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 we did our thing. Mm. So, but um. Same thing, you know, when you look back and and um, the stuff I couldn't see when I was in the band, like what we did was, you know, I mean, King is, is a freaking genius, you know, right. the stuff that he's been doing. And yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't, uh, uh, what do you say, um, um, uh, what's the English word for that? <laughs> uh, Oh, it comes later. Uh, so, so, uh, so, so, so today I can more, I can more, I have more respect, you know, than I had when I was in the band. Yeah, oh, you really? get what I'm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so, like uh, hindsight or something. Yeah. So, so, so back when I was in the band, I, I didn't have that, you know, uh, respect for what what King was doing back mm-hmm. then as I have today. Today mm-hmm. I can say. You know, wow, you know, those stories and, you know, the way he, he does his lyrics with all the voices and, you know, it's freaking genius. Right, yeah. You know, the stuff he's doing. And back then, I wasn't even thinking about it that much. It was more like, you know, yeah, it was it was cool. It was, it was uh, you know, part of what we were doing and all that. But like I said, we were the musicians. We were more into the to the music and... You know, right. Me and Andy were into guitar playing and trying to be as as hard as good as we could, um, <laughs> you know, innovative or whatever, you know. Yeah. But today I have tremendous respect of of uh, uh, King's uh, writing and you know his uh, the stories. And anyway, for I mean, I haven't I have no idea what he's been doing after the eye because I have hardly you know. Uh, haven't hardly heard any songs or anything but i mean them 
Conspiracy and the Eye, those mm-hmm. those albums, freaking, you know, killer. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. The reason for that that you haven't. Well, uh, like I said anything? in the beginning, it's it's chemistry. The, the way I see it. No, is, no. I mean, is there a reason he, that you haven't listened to anything since the Eye? Oh, okay, okay. No, because I mean, I haven't, I haven't have, haven't had any interest in listening. I mean, and I mean, when I left. There was like a gap, you know, they didn't do any yeah. records for a long time. And, mm. you know, I didn't follow. I didn't know what kind of albums they did or, you know. Mm. And, but then when I moved, I moved to U.S. Uh, in 2006. And and uh, when I came over here, I was I knew, you know, King was in Dallas. And I was thinking like, wow, you know, I should give King a call because we kind of left. We were not, not that we were like you know hated each other or maybe he hated me i don't know mm-hmm. but uh we didn't talk for really what was it 25 years wow wow yeah so what was your reasoning so, for leaving so, after ai well several reasons uh uh it was the music industry were kind of you know uh, not um good for metal yeah number right. one we lost our record deal, number two. Oh, really? uh, number three, uh, I I was offered uh, by a management in Los Angeles to start working with them, and they wanted me to do like a solo thing, which was called Black Totem. Mm-hmm. And um, um, yeah, and and I remember that even Andy was kind of you know he was kind of didn't know what leg to stand on, you know, what what was going to happen with the band, you know, or, you know, so it was kind of, it was kind of, you know, we didn't, we didn't kind of fumbling in the darkness, you know, mm. yeah. and, um, and uh, it just happened. Right. Uh, I, I just formed my own band totem and went with that. And, but, you know, it was so hard because, you know, you remember, I don't know how old or how young you guys are, but in the 90s, it was rough for everyone. 90s, you know, 90 yep. up to all the way through 90s, I think, all the way up to the 2000s. You know, yeah. it was hard. Yep. It was hard. Yeah, that's when all the grunge bands took over and metal didn't yeah. know what to do. Exactly. I mean, it's just it's the last, what is it? five, six, seven years that metal came back, kind of, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. That's what it seems like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah I mean, the, so, the 90s were weird, man. I mean, you had Geezer Butler basically played on a Fear Factory record. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and on the yeah. eye, too, you, you, you guys, uh, you changed your drum sound. You didn't use real drums. You, Mickey D played the electronic drum kit, and that's what a lot of bands were doing at that that's time. No, it didn't. No, I, that, yeah, that's uh, what I meant. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, we had him on there too. You know, it's late. I'm, I'm half awake. <laughs> but yeah. Well, that that was just that was King's decision. He, I don't, I maybe he didn't. I don't know. I, I wasn't in, in, inside his head, but maybe he didn't believe that Snowy could do it. Um, yeah. Anyway, Snowy was also so. Um, um, I got him in the band. He was a young kid back then mm-hmm. yep. when we were rehearsing drummers in Los Angeles and we couldn't find anyone, you know, that could play. And yeah. it's hard, of course, to replace Mickey D. 
as yeah. you know. But um, yeah, so answer to that, yeah, we used the uh, uh, drum machine, but it was Snowy that programmed. You know, it was his playing. It was his. He was inside. You know, together with King and Roberto to you know uh, make sure that it was like the way he played. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you can definitely tell he's playing with his uh, style. Yeah. He's an well, awesome drummer. But he's, yeah. He's also yeah. an awesome singer. Yeah. Yeah, he is. You uh, actually joined him uh, one of his uh, tours, right? For an anniversary thing or something not too long ago. Uh yeah, for one gig. Yeah. Okay. I did two oh, songs. One gig. For three. Oh okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, when you uh when you were in uh when you got into King Diamond and you uh did the them album, what was uh like your favorite um song that you had done? My favorite song? Yeah, from the Them album. Uh, probably, probably. Uh, I mean, I like them all, but mm-hmm. there's two songs that stands out uh, in my mind, and that is uh, T and Bye Bye Missy. Oh, wow. Okay. Any particular reason? Uh, yeah, T is just an incredible song. And... Yeah. Um, and I think my guitar work on that one is, is uh, you know, is good. And uh, Bye Bye Missy is a trademark, I think, for the the chemistry in between me and Andy. If you listen to that lead where mm-hmm. we trade off, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. you know, that's a beauty. It, that just doesn't yeah. ha- happen, you know. You don't you can't right. plan that thing. That That's, uh, you know, so, yeah. Right. What did you think about doing well, the video that, for? Like uh, yeah, what did you think about doing the video for Welcome Home? What I think about doing it? Yeah, was that the first video you did? You mean like... No, I did a couple of videos before, but I mean that that was it was it was fun. We were out in a an old English castle, mm. and uh, you know, right the right atmosphere. Yeah. Uh, we filmed there for I think I remember for a whole day. All the way into the night, you can see some of the shots is actually night shots, mm-hmm. where they filmed um, when it was dark. Yeah, and no, it was fun. It was, uh, it was. Uh, I think it's a cool video. I think it was. Yeah. We got a lot of requests on MTV back in the days, if not yeah. one of the most requested. We were really high up on on um, on the list. Yeah. yeah, it was a huge step up from the uh, Family Ghost video. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's a little bit embarrassing. You yeah, know, that you know they they what they did to King they they uh, forced him to not use the real makeup and all that crap. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, were you you were involved with the band when they had the whole um, the uh, Gene Simmons and King Diamond thing, right? With the makeup. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember. I remember coming up to uh, King's apartment, and he just got the letter from the lawyers, and he was furious. Wow. From Ian Simmons' lawyers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was, I mean, 
that's typical Gene Simmons, of course. You know, he right. went, you Yeah. Know, I, I I don't really know the reason why, but uh, uh, if he just wanted to play some games, or if, if he was serious about all that crap. But I mean, in the end, King had to back down, and he remade his makeup. Um, so that's when when the makeup for um, for uh, that era, you know, he had for at least two, three years came out. Yeah. Now, you never didn't really see any semblance with uh, him and Gene Simmons. It, it didn't look anything like his at all. No. 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 I mean, if anything, his older Merciful Fate makeup maybe looked like more like Gene Simmons's, but not really. You know, it's... <laughs> That whole thing was no. ridiculous. No, yeah, but no. I I can see King's point on backing down, though. I mean, Gene's got the money. Gene's got the money. Frivolous exactly. lawsuits. Exactly. Pendejo, abuela. Vente a la choza hoy, pendejo. Tú me tienes los huevos hinchados, abuela. Hay una jodera ahí que te van a traer con té de sangre. Te voy a dar un pingazo, vieja. ¿Y te quieren ver? ¡Puta! Está empezando otra vez. 